Okay, so I shoplifted, not on accident, but I took, I took goods that I didn't pay for from Home Depot, and I knew, I knew I was stealing. Like, I knew I was stealing from the Home Depot. So here's what happened. I went in and I had bought, basically I bought these wooden little edging things for your lawn. And they're, they're expensive. I think they're 20 bucks a pop and I bought eight or they were, yeah, 10 bucks a pop and I bought like 18 of them. So it was $180. And, uh, and then some other stuff too. I think my bill was going to be around $200 at Home Depot. And I'm waiting in line and I finally get to the front. It's a lady checking me out. It's not self-checkout. Um, and she, she's like, do you want a Home Depot credit card? And, and in the moment, I'm like, yeah, I could get, I could save like $25 in that purchase. I was, so I thought, I'm going to do it. Then I'm filling out all these forms. There's an insane amount of, uh, there's an insane amount of things you need to fill up. They want to know how much money you make. They want to know where you grew up and all. And I'm doing it in every question. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't know how I'm going to pay this credit card. I don't know if I got to get in like an online portal or something, pay this thing off every month. And eventually I get to the point where I'm like, and I bail on her. I'm like, I'm sorry. You know what? I actually, I'm going to pull out. I don't want to do this. I just want to pay full price. She's like, okay. And then she's ringing me up and we've talked about how many of these wooden little things I have. She's like, how many do you have? I was like, I think we counted them together. That was the thing. We counted 18 together. All right. So she's like, okay, whatever. And she's like, she didn't say whatever. She's nice. She's not pissy about it. Uh, but she rings me up and she says, that'll be 45, like 4567. And I'm like looking at the credit card scanner and I'm thinking, I'm realizing what's happening. I don't know quite what's happening, but I think she didn't ring me up for any of the wooden little things. But we counted them together. So this is what I realized. I was like, I'm not, I have a get out of jail free card. I can steal. I have, I have the opportunity to steal stuff. Cause I have a free life. I have a get out of jail free card. If someone chases me down, I can say, oh, I, she rang me up, you know, we counted them, she told me the bill, and I paid it. So I knew I had an extra life. So I'm looking at the thing, and, I'm, and I think to myself, what do I do? Do I come clean? Do I tell her that she hasn't charged me and that I actually owe more money? And I thought about it, and I thought, no. I'm going to go for it. I'm just going to, she said the bill's $45, and that's what I'm going to pay. I'm going to pay the $45, and I'm going to try to walk out of here with free stuff, with free stuff. Uh, so I thought, okay, I'm gonna do this. So I pay $45 and I, I have, goodbye, see you later. I leave and I'm, I get to my car and I'm like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for someone to come running out to say, hey, you stole a bunch of wooden edging things. Come back here and pay for that. As I'm waiting, I'm like, I think I'm in the clear. I'm, I think I'm in the clear. So it's a moment that I had where I, I did, I stole. I stole and people think like, oh, I would never shoplift. I would never steal. I'm very virtuous. And I realized, no, I can't say, like shoplifters, I understand. And I, and I realized I, the only reason I don't shoplift is because I don't have the get out of jail free card. I'm afraid of the consequences of my actions. So I had a moment where I thought, Okay, uh, I can walk out of here with like 
$120 worth of free product, and if I get caught, I can say, well, that was the, what the lady told me to pay. So, I stole. I stole it. Some people would say, well, no, that was not technically stealing. It's like, no, I knew. I knew I wasn't paying for it. I knew there would have been a mistake, but I just thought, well, I'm gonna try to get away with it, and even saying this a little bit, even saying this a little bit out loud, I thought maybe, because I'm going to put this on my YouTube channel and on my SoundCloud, but I thought, even I'm saying it out loud, I'm articulating it, what I did, the wrong that I did, and I still don't, I don't feel bad. Was it, the, was it wrong? Yes, it was wrong. It was sin. It was a bad thing to do. I should have said, I should have come clean. But I also thought, maybe this lady is being... And then I would feel like a dumbass if I were to say, hey, actually, it's more money. I think you might have made a mistake. There's more. It was actually more money. And she might have been like, okay, cool. All right. I'll charge you more money. Um, so I did, like, I did steal it. I did steal the stuff. And I did, and it's, <laughs> people act like, I'm not, if someone does shop with them, I'm not acting like I'm more virtuous than them. I'm just more cowardly because I walked out with the stuff. Um, so the only reason I don't steal more often is because I don't have the opportunity. But here's my, here's, I have two redemption stories. I have two situations. This happened after I got the free stuff from Home Depot. I went to pick up bags of mulch, all right? So I stopped by the front where the, all the gardening supply is, and I see that they have the bags of mulch I want out front, okay? So I walk up. And I say to these fellows outside, I, I, I said, hey, can I just ring up one bag in here and then just grab them off this stack right here and pull my car up? And they said, yeah, you can do that. That'd be, we can help you too. And I was like, great, cool, whatever. So I go scan it. I tell the lady, I said, hey, the fellows out there said I could just scan this one bag. I could take the rest of the bags from the pile out front past security. So <laughs> I'm walking out with my single bag and um, that was it. Okay, so I walk out with my single bag, and the guys out front say, hey, well, we can we can help you load it up. And I, was, I said, I, you know what? I'm getting 18 bags. I think I'll be okay, but I appreciate it. And they say, okay, whatever. And then at that point, I was, because I'd been thinking about this whole time, I thought, I can steal. I can steal more bags of mulch than I paid for. And I, I did not. I didn't do that. Because at that, and I'm trying to, there were, and there's something else too. There's another situation where I could have stole from Home Depot. So I'm out front and they trust me to load my own bags. And I think that's what it was. When someone does trust you to do the right thing and they give you the privilege of trust. When they give you the privilege of trust and you abuse that, that's something I can't live with. But when someone makes a mistake and I have the, uh, I have the opportunity to take advantage of that mistake. I take it. I don't know what kind of person that makes me. Uh, I did think about this. It doesn't make it, I, it had it been true value down the street, like a locally owned hardware store and they had mischarged me and I was walking out with a hundred 
dollars worth of product that I didn't pay for, I would have I would have come clean in that situation because it wasn't Home Depot. But I'm not saying that makes it any less unethical. It's stealing is stealing whether you're stealing from Home Depot or you're stealing from True Value Hardware, like a locally owned franchise. Stealing is stealing, but I realized I was like, okay, I wouldn't steal from True Value because I think it I, I just I don't feel comfortable with that. But I will steal, I will steal, we'll call it stealing, uh, from, because it's stealing, from Home Depot. If they give me a get out of jail free card that I have the opportunity to take advantage of, I did it, I did it, and I feel, I feel no, absolutely no remorse. But with the mulch bags, could have loaded twine room, I had more room in my car for more mulch bags, and I needed, I thought, you know, better safe than sorry, maybe get more mulch. But I did not because they said, hey, you can go do that. We trust you, sir, to not steal more mulch bags. And of course I didn't. Um, yeah, and it, plus if they came over and they counted my mulch bags, how embarrassing. I would just have to, I would, yeah, I would, I, it's, yeah, it would have been bad. I didn't steal them though. I was like, I'm gonna take 18, I paid for 18, I said I would. They trusted me to pick up 18 and go the fuck home. Uh, so I did, and then I went back in Last weekend, I needed landscaping staples. I needed landscaping staples, and all they had, they were out. They were completely out. All they had was one box of 500 staples for $50. I don't need that many. I do not need near that many. I knew what I wanted. They didn't have it. I came in, and I asked the guy, I said, hey, do you have any more stakes or staples for landscaping fabric? And he said, oh, no, sorry, man, we don't. And we're looking at the area, and there's a box on the floor. The staples are on the floor, and the, the box of 500 staples are on the floor, the only one they have, and they are open. There are staples coming out of the box. And he's like, yeah, these are the only ones I have. These are the only ones, uh, and there's 500, and the box is already open, so... So, yeah, sorry. I was like, okay, yeah, all good. Um... But I'm looking at the box, I'm like, all right, well, they don't have the stakes, they don't have the staples, and I need them, but I don't need 500, I don't want to pay 50 bucks for 500, and the box is open, the box is open, wide open, staples pouring out, and I realized, I thought, oh, other people, other people don't want 500 staples, and they are stealing the staples. They've opened the box, and they're just putting a bunch of staples in their pockets and leaving with it. And there was, I did, I considered it. I considered grabbing a handful. I needed 20, 20 staples, not even maybe. And I was like, I could, I could steal these. I could steal these. I could grab a bunch, put them in a jacket pocket and walk out of here and no one would be the wiser. And I, I don't even know if the Home Depot people would have cared because there wouldn't have been a box. There wouldn't have been anything. And the guy that I had asked where the staples were, you could tell that he knew exactly what was going on. He knew exactly what there was, but he was like, well, those are them. So it's your choice. And yeah, I didn't, I didn't take any. I bought some on Amazon. But that's a good question because I don't, that would be stealing. I didn't have a get out of jail free card. If they caught me, I would have no excuse. And it would have been, I that's just not something I would do. It's just not something that I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not being pious because I did tell you I did steal other stuff. But the one I didn't, I didn't in my ethical code, walking out with a bunch of product that I didn't pay for because someone made a mistake, I feel no remorse about. But any other type of stealing, 
I, I, I will not do. That is against how I live my life, and that's not how I do it. So, I don't know. I'm curious what other people would do in that situation. Would you just say, no, I, I'm going to pay the extra $120 because you made a mistake, or would you try to get out with it for free? And I did. Uh, I stole, and I, and that's one thing, I don't want to make an excuse like it's okay to steal from Home Depot, and it's not okay to steal from True Value, a mom and pop store. Both are stealing, both are bad things to do, both are crimes, both are sin, both are bad. One I did, one I wouldn't dare do. Um, but neither one is more or less virtuous than the other. Um... Yeah, so that's what else happened this week. Oh, I got my, so I got my, I went in to get my ears pierced. And I went into the shop and the guy said I didn't have earlobes. He was like, yeah, you don't, you actually don't have earlobes. He said, I can pierce your ears, but it's going to look weird because it's going to look like it's actually in your neck. Um, and honestly, he's like, you have a very vascular head and I'm afraid of doing that and I'm not going to do it. So I will, he said, I can pierce, you have these weird traguses that stick out really far. I can pierce those. And it was fun. in the moment. I didn't, I didn't plan on that. I knew it was going to be more painful, but I'm in the chair. I'm across town. And I think at that point he could have like said, I can pierce your foreskin. I can do that. Are you interested in that? That's all I can do for you. I probably would have done it because I'm already there. I'm already in the chair. I'm, I've made the trip out. I've already have the booking fee and everything. So whatever he said, I was like, yeah, shove a needle into anything on my body because I'm already across town. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it felt good. It really did. It felt nice. I like... I think it's different. It was different than a tattoo because the tattoo is relentless pain. It's nonstop, constant pain of them going over the same spot multiple times. But this was just like one time right through. And uh, yeah, I liked it. I was into it. It just, it wasn't going through the lobe. It's like going through cartilage. There's blood. There's There's blood circulating through your cartilage. And yeah, when the needle went in, I was... Uh, I was into it. And it's also, it is like weirdly, it is weirdly intimate when someone is doing that to you. It's definitely a moment, as soon as he, he was really, he was a really nice guy. Uh, we had a bond and I wanted him to do it. I was there. But it is interesting, the intimacy that you have with someone just like shoving a needle through your, and same thing with tattoos. It's, uh, it's a, you're in a lot of pain, someone's doing that to you, you're letting them do it. It's nice, it's nice. I think people do have, ultimately I think people, a lot of people that have all these like weird piercings and tattoos and things, I think there is an element of I wanna go in, I wanna see someone I'm friends with and that I'm comfortable with and I kinda wanna have an intimate experience with them so they find themselves just, you know, mutilating and uh, marring their bodies for, friendship I think I could be wrong I don't know but I'll speak for myself I'll speak for myself where I thought I could get into this I could get into uh, Brandon shoving more needles into my body I this is okay I'm into it it wasn't bad um, but yeah I think they look 
I think they look pretty rad. I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy with them. I'm very happy with the way they turned out. Aesthetic Ambitions in Venice, California. Go there and tell, tell them Joey sent you. It was a fucking rack, though. It was a lot of money. It's one of those things where you book and it's like $50 to get your ears pierced. Then you're in there and then they're piercing other things. And then you got to buy the jewelry. Then you got to tip the guy. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Don't skimp. Don't skimp. One thing, don't. My advice, don't, bad tattoos, good tattoos aren't cheap, and cheap tattoos aren't good. And I assume if you're letting someone drive a needle through your body or any type of body mutilation, don't go looking for a deal. Don't go asking what the price is. Before you get a tattoo, ask them, hey, how much round is this going to cost? I think that's a good idea because then it kind of makes it so that there is an established price and you don't go in there, excuse me, you don't go in there just blind and... They can kind of throw whatever number you want. If you establish price or ballpark price, before you go in, they kind of have to stay at that price. Uh, so there's no surprises. That's my advice. But don't go looking for a deal. Find an artist you like. See if you can afford them. If you can't afford them, look for a different artist you like. But don't go looking for a deal. Don't go somewhere looking for a cheap tattoo because that's on your body for a long time. Also, while I'm giving tattoo advice, Make sure you go to someone who is just as excited about giving you a tattoo as you are getting the tattoo. If they seem indifferent, if they seem like it's something they're not interested in, if they're not excited about it, you're gonna get a bad tattoo. I have a bad tattoo. My first tattoo was a bad tattoo. The guy that gave it to me, who I'm not gonna disparage. I'm not gonna disparage, but he was checked out. He was having a good time. This is, this is how bad it was. So I went with my, my best friend, Dan. We never, we hadn't gotten tattoos. We went to one guy. I showed him a picture from Pinterest, and I said I wanted this, which was a bad idea. Didn't know. It's In hindsight, I look back on it, and I think, that was stupid. Why would you say that? Why would you not give this guy any sort of artistic license to do whatever he wants? Why would you show him a picture on Pinterest and then say, give me that? So my best friend Dan, he got a big old torch on his tricep. And he let this guy go to town. He said, I just want you to design. I think it'll be cool. So he makes this really nice, this really cool looking um, torch on Dan's tricep. And it looked rad. He went first. And they were both really excited about it. And he takes a picture of it. He takes a picture of Dan's tricep. And then it's my turn. And then he's giving me the tattoo. And he's very heavy-handed, so I'm in a lot of pain. It's not really relevant, but he is talking. He is f having full-on conversations with the other guys in the shop. Just broing out, looking up from where he's tattooing, and he's talking to them. Long story short, I just get a, I get a bullshit tattoo. It was bad. It was really bad. I actually had to go back in there and have him do some touch-ups on it, and it still doesn't look good. I have tattoos that I've gotten since then, and they all look really rad, and this one actually looks, I think it looks bad. I think it's a bad tattoo. But the problem was, I just went in and asked for a tattoo. I didn't say, I want a tattoo from you, sir. I want it from you, and I trust your creative judgment to give me something cool. That's where I messed up. So that's my, that is my tattoo advice. If you're getting a tattoo, make sure the tattoo artist is hype on it, that they want to do it, that they're going to be excited, and that they're going to post it to their Instagram. Because that was a big thing to me, because I saw him be really excited, post it on his Instagram, take a picture. Did not take a picture of my tattoo, because it was bad. So there you go. Before you mar your body forever with something from Pinterest, make sure you keep that in mind. Show them a picture from Pinterest or Instagram, 
and say, this is what I like, but I want you to do something cool with it. And then when they show you the image, when they show you the image, don't just, if you gave them a good enough description, just look at what they did and say, yes, that rules, put that on my body. And you may say, well, I don't want that. It's going on my body forever. I'm gonna look at it all the time. You're not gonna look at it all the time. That bad tattoo that I have, sometimes I occasionally catch it in the mirror and I'm like, it's on a very prominent, it's on my arm. It's a very prominent part of my body. And I look at it all the time and I'm just like, I don't look at, no, sorry. I look at it occasionally. I remember that I have it and I just laugh. I'm like, ha, ah, that's funny. So. That being said, when they show you an image of something they came up with, something personal to them that they thought you would like, that you said you would like, just get that on your body. Even though it's not perfect, they're excited about it. It's gonna grow on you. You're gonna like it. They're gonna do a really great job. And it's a collaboration. It's a collaboration of your idea and their creativity and their artistic ability. So just embrace whatever they give you, I think. Or don't get it, or just bail, or bail entirely but don't send them back to the drawing board making tons of tweaks and tons of tweaks. I don't think it's gonna be, I don't think it's gonna be in your best interest. I don't think it's gonna work out. I don't think, I don't think you're gonna like what they do. It's not gonna be a good interaction. I think you're gonna have a fonder memory and a better memento of that memory on your body forever if you just see what they did and you get hyped for whatever they did. Okay. Oh, I snuck, in. all right, so I snuck in. This was such a bad idea. I was like, I didn't want to pay. I am still a cheapskate. I will always be a cheapskate. Great, I stole from Home Depot. I'm a cheapskate. And I was going to the, I went to another Clippers game and I was like, this time I'm gonna sneak in. I have a flask, but it's metal. So I'm like, I'm gonna sneak in rum in a hair conditioner bottle because I had this little hair conditioner bottle and I was like all right I'm gonna do that I'm gonna fill this thing up with rum and I'm gonna sneak this thing in and I cleaned it out I cleaned it out so much I took a little brush and I cleaned it toothbrush cleaned it out got all the conditioner out I put boiling water into this little tiny travel thing of conditioner and I was like okay well this will not have any conditioner in it I can put rum in it and I will not taste any hair conditioner so I get there and I get a Diet Coke and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great. Diet Coke, light ice, I'm gonna fill it up with rum. I had her throw a lime in it. I was like, this is gonna be rad. So I get there, I pour the whole thing into my Diet Coke. And oh my, it was just, it was, it tasted like hair conditioner. There had to be trace amounts of hair conditioner in this thing. There could be like barely any hair conditioner, but when I sipped it, I was like, okay, well this is, it tasted enough like hair conditioner where it was it was unenjoyable. It was something that I didn't want to drink. I was like, I, maybe I can drink this. And I'm like, but do you want to drink this? No, I didn't want to. I had no desire to drink it. It was not tasting good. It was not doing what I wanted. To, to drink it would have been me just saying, I want to be a little bit drunk to watch basketball and all my alcohol is now in in my in my diet coke so i ruined the diet pepsi i ruined the rum i ruined the little airport traveling bottle because i'm cheap but i lived and i learned and i bought a bud light for 15 dollars, and i have i have no regrets because i tried something i wanted to see if it would work and it didn't work um but i did buy a plastic flask for next time i go to the i go watch a basketball game it's fun to watch a sporting event buzzed out just a little bit buzzed out i think it's uh it breaks up the game who knows why well, i mean whatever it i wanted to drink i don't have to make an excuse oh uh, i've been 
Okay, I've been, I've been working out and running since I've got these in with no headphones because I can't put headphones in at this point. And this was, I thought, this is either going to be a significantly worse experience because I can't listen to a podcast, can't listen to any music, and I'm going to get bored. I'm going to get very bored. Or I'm going to get some weird epiphanies and moments of clarity while I'm working out and running that I never would have got because I'm always putting, you know, bullshit comedy podcast and EDM music in my ears while I work out. So I thought one or the other, this is going to be a significantly different experience. Good, way better, or way worse was what I thought was going to happen. But I've been doing it, and I've been working out without the headphones, and what I've realized is it's the same. It's the same thing. I real, I don't, I'm not listening to the music, and I'm also not really listening to the podcast. I'm really in my own thoughts. So that was very eye-opening that regardless of whether I'm listening to music or listening to a podcast or not, I'm barely taking in any of the information that's coming in from the podcast. I'm really just in my own world, having my own thoughts, just sound playing. So that was the moment of clarity for me. I, w I thought, oh, I don't even need, I don't need music because it's the same experience whether the music's there or not. It's no more less or more enjoyable for me. Or maybe it is, I don't know, and I do, here's the thing about jogging, here's the thing about jogging with earbuds in, when people do shout at you, when people, because you know, I mean, if you're in a city, and you're jogging, you're passing people, people are going to say things to you, they're going to be, most of the time it's like very encouraging, people are like, what mile are you at, or whatever, and I usually I don't hear them, but I just wave, I just wave, and go by but when you have headphones out and you clearly don't have anything in there you have to respond to people you have to talk to them otherwise you're rude especially where i live where i feel like um i do need to i do need to ingratiate myself to people uh, i think that's important where i live and i don't want to be rude i don't want to ignore people i want to treat people like human beings so that was an observation i had i was like oh i have to like talk i have to have like convert i have to respond to people and give them answers what mile i'm at or like what like how far are you going and people giving me encouragement i have to be like yeah which is you know i'm not complaining that people are nice and talking to me and are interested in what i'm doing but it's another chore you have to do but it is nice it is nice to like have an interaction with other people it's nice to be encouraged um and ultimately it's nice to be accepted in your neighborhood honestly it's nice that someone's being neighborly and talking to you and trying to have a moment with you so i think i'm I don't know. I think I'm done with the, maybe I'm done with the headphones. And it's also just like less to have in your ears. Who knows? I'll check back in next week. What else do we, okay. All right, I'm going to restart the fucking thing. Okay, this was something I realized I was doing. Um, I realized that I was, rec I was, I was reminiscing about memories um, and feeling sad about them. They were like moments, in, it was with a girl, I'll just say that. They were like moments in time where I was like, I thought, oh man, what good times, and I won't have those times back. Because it's like, it's lost when you're thinking about that. What good times those were. What a great moment we had. What great times, and we'll never have those again. So I was getting, I was getting sad. I was like, oh man, those moments, they were great. But what I wasn't doing. What I wasn't doing is actually remembering the moments and what the emotions were in the moment. And then when I do remember, I'm like, oh, they were like fine, or I was hot, or maybe I didn't know what to say, or like, um, 
I don't know, maybe I was tired. I didn't have these like, or maybe they were having a good moment, but I didn't have these like crazy emotional fondness for these memories, but I was putting those into these memories. They were completely false. I remember in the times I was not feeling particularly emotional. I was not triggered by anything. But now in the past, I'm deciding to go back in and color them with my feelings, which weren't there. Which is, and then I ha once I had that moment, I was like, oh, I'm not sad anymore because I've chose to go take some sad paint and paint my old memories with sadness. Because they didn't have sadness there to begin with. Or any sort of intense emotion. Because I thought about, a friend of mine um, had played me this song. She played me this song, and this was last summer in the middle of COVID, and we watched the music video for this song. This song is called, it's by Median, and it's called, I have to look it up. Forgive me, I'm gonna kill time. It's, the song is very, it's doesn't, the video is sad as hell. The video got me crying, it got me, it's called Miracle. The song is called Miracle. The video made me cry. The video and the lyrics don't really match up, but the video made me cry. And I was, I remember the way it felt watching those videos. I remember the way it felt, but I can't go back and feel it. So when I would go back and I, I'd forgotten about this memory. So I'm thinking about it and I was like, I can't even feel I can't even get the pain out to remember a sad moment the way it was. I don't even remember. But for some reason, I've chose all these moments to be particularly fond of that were not that emotionally affected for me. And the reason I know that is because I can go back and listen to that song and I can remember that moment and I can remember how it made me feel, but I can't feel that way anymore. And that was a true moment that did get me very emotional. I cried. It's a really crazy video. Basically, this girl gets in a car accident and this guy loves her and he's like having these flashbacks and memories of her being in the car accident. And there's this scene where they're, kind of, they're in, it's an empty space. So it's almost like her leaving the earth and she flies away. Um, I'm thinking about it now and I'm starting to cry. I'm starting to feel it again. So I'm actually feeling a true emotion that I did feel then. And... Yeah, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Remember memories the way they were. Don't go back and paint them with like rage or like sadness or anything or even fondness that wasn't there. That's really what it is. Don't go back and paint it with fondness that was never there. So you're having these moments where you're experiencing loss when it's really the loss of nothing. You're losing a memory that didn't even have the emotional stakes that you thought it did at that point in time. Um, but yeah, it is, I do, man, I really, how great is it when you go back and you listen to a song and it takes you right back to that moment? It's always positive for me. Because even when the moment, this is, I'm not even kidding, even when a moment is particularly sad or particularly bad, but when I listen to the music, or just a rough time, when I listen back to the music, it brings me back there and I remember it fondly. I have this weird nostalgia for it. I don't understand it. When I was in college, we listen, my buddy Joel and I, we listened to this album leaf. We'd fall asleep to this album leaf, this, this music, it's instrumental. We would fall asleep to it, we would turn it on. And when I, let me tell you, up until that point in my life, that was the worst three or four months of my life. I hated it, I was exhausted, I was doing things I didn't want to do, constantly felt inadequate, my, I was injured, my foot hurt. I wasn't getting any time. My ego was really low. I didn't, I didn't, my, I was struggling with my identity of who I was as a human being. And it was difficult. It was difficult, but it wasn't 
it wasn't terrible, but it was it was tough. It was a tough time. So you'd think me being reminded and feeling the way I felt then that I that I wouldn't want to feel that way. But when I listen to that album, I feel good. I have fond memories of it. I had a good time. Because I think I grew. I think that's what it is. Because I look back at those memories and I remember this, this too shall pass. Moments will be gone. And at the end of the day, I just think about hanging out with my with my friend or even like being by myself even like being by myself in the dorms and feeling honestly feeling so alone feeling alone and also feeling like I'd made the wrong decision and being aware of that but then also so it was being aware of all of this mainly it was being aware that I'd made a mistake I knew I'd made a mistake but I knew I had to correct it and I had to come up with a plan to figure out what the next move was. But I knew I had to ride this out. I had to ride out this for a while. And I think that's what gave me the comfort, was knowing the way I feel now, I can directly point out to what in my life right now is making me feel like dog shit. And I knew I could get rid of it and it will be gone. But for the time being, it's gonna suck. Um, but yeah, when I listen to that album leave, that album leave album, it, it rules. It's good, and uh, also the Postal Service, that Postal Service album. Yeah, we jammed to that. It was good. It was very melancholy. It was very melancholy music, and we were able to compartmentalize. I'm not gonna speak for my friend, but I was able to compartmentalize being sad uh, as a moment in time. And it gave me free license to play around in that emotion, knowing that it would one day be gone. And that was nice. So when I listen to that music, it give, it reminds me that sadness, I can compartmentalize and I can have fun. I can be forlorn and I can feel that and I can have that emotion and I can uh, play the part and have a good time with it. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I, uh, I'm just like talking out my ass at this point. But yeah, when you have a memory... Really try to go back and remember what it actually literally felt like in the moment. Don't remember like bits and pieces and color it with whatever you want to because you want to have a real big emotional connection in that moment. Go back and look at it for what it was. Go back and look at it for real and uh, you'll probably have a laugh because you'll realize that was just a moment in time. It was just a moment in time. So, all right, what else do we got? 